0: Hello, welcome back Haters. We know it's been a minute, but the boys are back with another episode of you hate to see it. where we talk about all the things you love and hate to see. As always, I'm KP, and I'm here with the magic man, Mikey Dimes. Mikey Dimes here. What's up, everybody? I'm here with the chief hater, a.k.a. Dr. Hate d what's going on? Dr. Hate. <laughs> Dr. Hate.
1: It's now that, that Black Adam's out. Yeah. Yes, Dr. Hate, Dr. Fate, better than
0: Dr. Strange. Hey, man. Hey, hey, that's a pod for
1: another day, though.
0: For another day, for another day. We have a very special uh, episode of You Hate to See It, a very late episode of You Hate to See It, but it's special still. So we're going to talk about uh, the season... Of House of the Dragon, yeah, nigga, you thought we was done? Nah, nigga, we running that House of the Dragon back, yeah, running that back. Always for about hours. time. It's
1: about time yeah. for a rewatch, anyway.
0: There is no off season. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, before we get into this exit survey, man, uh, how niggas doing, man? Y'all all right? Hey, okay. I want to say Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Yeah, that's how, that's how long oh. we've been
2: off. Uh, we back. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's good. To, it's good to be back in the forum.
0: Yeah,
1: this show ended in October and the niggas ain't meet up till Christmas. That's some shit.
0: Yeah, that's just nuts. But, you know. People, people get busy around these times, you know. Dante was out here doing God knows what, but... Nigga, I got engaged. I even, yes, you know. nigga. I worked for Mr. Busy, so... <laughs> no, I know you're not talking to me, nigga.
1: Nigga, I got engaged, and then I came back and was ready to do it, and then you wanted to go to Austin and Puerto Rico. Don't, e- don't
0: even, bro. I ain't trying to hear that, bro. We ain't trying man, to hear that. world traveling and shit, bro. We ain't trying to hear that, so, man, let's... Let's get into it, man. No spoiler warning because we laid a shit, bro. So you know, you yeah. I appreciate you listening. Keep listening, honestly. But yeah, like like I said, it's time for a rewatch, honestly. So if you haven't even seen it once, where what have you been might doing? Be about that time. Might be about that time. So let, let's kick it off with the uh, with the you know the typical first question. Give me your your one sentence review of season one of House of the Dragon. Dante, let's start with you. All right, man, my
1: one-sentence review. Look, this was a family drama for the ages. You got blood, you got sex, incest, uh, and then you got feuds passed down through the generation. Re- right, right. What, what, what more do you need? Nigga, fuck you <laughs> nigga, <laughs> nigga, fuck y'all nigga, I put, There's commas and fucking semicolons and shit, whatever punctuation Is necessary in that shit, put yeah. that shit in there Mr. Grammar Nazi Mike <laughs>
2: Hey man, I, well, all I want to say is is what a time we live in? That's, that's all I gotta say.
1: <laughs> what like, a time we live in! Hey, we, you know, this show takes place in a different universe hey, and two hundred years before yeah, the last show we watched. Let me this land. Let me land. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> explain. Hey, the I think wanted out. to come at me for a run out sentence and then gave nothing. <laughs> they
2: gave. All right. Throne. So anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna explain why, just because <laughs> this season, of Game of Thrones, is especially where we picked, or sorry, House of the Dragon, especially where we picked off from. From the last two seasons, just CGI wise, uh, cinemat like the cinematography of it, how visually stunning it is. The fact that House of J- House of the Dragon kind of encapsulates like what it, what it looks like when you have a shit ton of money, great writers, and a fan base who wants to see more. Like the sky's the limit. So that's all I got. That's the reason I say that.
0: So he made a he made a paragraph and I did a run-on sentence. That's all I wanna say. Hey, I'll keep it in one sentence. Real television is back. That's it. <laughs> That's all there is to say. Real That's TV it. is
1: back. I feel hey, I feel it. This has been a this has been a good good year for TV. No cap. And how and House of the Dragons is one of those top reasons why.
0: Facts, man. You know, it was just great to to see and we, and we saw it from episode one, you know. Episode one dropped, you know, before in the lead up, people were kinda on defense. People was hating as they tend to do. And then episode one dropped and and it was back like cook crack, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it felt like it was twenty sixteen again. So I, I was I was
2: never worried as when they dropped that final trailer and I saw like, all right, if if this is like, if they just have a, a somewhat of a storyline, just based off what i seen in this trailer, it's going to be fire. It's still going to be better than most shit that's, that's come out. So it was,
1: Yeah, it was never an issue. And they was breaking records every week for the viewer count. Like this shit was just creeping, creeping, creeping up. So, I mean, I think they, they ended up having like 19 million by like episode three. You know, and I was like, "Damn, that was Game of Thrones finale levels." By the third episode, like, come on now, people, people wanted the cap for the for Twitter and shit. And Twitter is not if, a real people place. People
2: still right? hating, uh, <laughs> hating the last seasons of Game of Thrones. You think you think House of the Dragon might have mended that at all?
1: Or is it like, nah, we still don't fuck with that, but we fuck with this? Hey, those shits are not that bad, bro. People, are no, like people, people really aren't funny. gonna people aren't gonna admit that though. They got to stick to their shit. And like I said, Twitter is not a real place, so fuck it, whatever. They could they could be bad all they want on Twitter.
0: People are gonna end up running it back and be like, ah, okay, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying Targaryens really are crazy because we really seen all the motherfuckers. They really are crazy. Right? Danny's still the goat of the goat. No, I was like, no person ever had
1: three dragons at the same time.
2: Right? Yeah, she's sure so
1: Yeah, she did bond with three dragons
2: at once. Sure. She, she had to go. She's too powerful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shit. So the next next question. What was the best episode? This is a tough one. This shit is tough because for like a good seven to ten weeks, every episode was the best episode. <laughs> I mean, that's what you would say. After like every, every, after every I was episode, like, yeah, every week you was like, damn, this is the best cool. episode yet,
1: right? And, and that shit was true every you week. Know, you know what? All right. So to make it easier, bro, let's do... Let's do a a best episode and then like an honorable mention, you know, give your give you you know give you some honorable mention. I can give me like, look, I'm gonna come clean. Best episode for me, which is also gonna lead into the next part, which is the best moment. Because I was like, how does your best episode not also have the best moment in it? Is episode seven drift mark,
0: bro? Okay,
1: that is. I was like, that is. So this is you know post time jump. We got the real players that we' sticking with here and everything, and I just loved that episode, you know, that's the funeral episode after they're putting to bed. Um Liana? Lena. Lena. Mm-hmm. I was like Lena. I, I was thinking Liana from Liana Mormont. But um yeah, Lena. So they were putting re- Lena to rest. Then fucking Amen's weird ass goes and claims Vagar. <laughs> um, like and shit. And you know, Aegon's being all weird. Ranira and Damon are having their sex on the beach. And shit, and the kids come back and slice, and and uh, little baby Luke slices open that nigga Vaman's eye for you know for claiming the dragon. And they had they kid fight and everything. And it was like, oh shit! Like that was when I think I realized, like, hey, this. Show is like the you know the the feud and everything. At I think all before that, it really was just Rhaenyra and Alicent not fucking with each other. And that's the moment in the show where you see that this shit is now generational. Like this Mm -hmm. shit is out of hand. It's out of control. And I was like, there's no yeah. There's there's no way that this ends without you know bloodshed. So you think at that point
2: was when it was like all right the cup the cup overrun overrun like it's like there's no mending any of this relationship back.
1: Yeah, I think there's no going—you take a nigga's eye, like, it's really—you really can't come back from that. And he dropped Eamon dropped one of the biggest bars, too, in that app. He was like, I lost an eye, but I gained a dragon."
0: He was spitting. He was spitting. You know, he,
1: was, he was kind of spitting. So, like, all of that encapsulating. And then you got fucking Allison going crazy. Kristen Cole, like, you know, having a little too much dip on his chip. And Damon's like, nigga, you better back the fuck up. And Allison goes and tries to physically attack Rainier And she— you know, stops her and you get that, you know, that iconic scene where she's holding her and she's bleeding and she's like, we can, we can see it. So I think like that really just said, Oh, the shit really hit the fan episode seven Driftmark right there. From-
0: Facts. All right, Mike, what's your, what's your best episode? Uh, well, I had Driftmark also and
2: Dante pretty much <laughs> uh, uh, sum, summed it up, but I'll do it. I'll, I'll just read the, uh, I guess the, the title or whatever the description that it has it says, As the families gather yeah. on Driftmark for a funeral, Viserys calls for an end to the fighting and Alicent demands justice. So, I mean, yeah, Dante pretty much explained. It. I thought this episode was uh, dramatic. It had, it had, it was giving me anxiety. And like you said, like, uh, Amen, lost and eye, but gained a dragon. Just the fact that uh, a bold ass, what, 12 year old at this point is able to get on the largest dragon and take that bitch, like, just completely just. Sh- 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 Shifting the power balance between the the blacks and the greens at that point, um, but I would also say, as honorable mention, since he mentioned Driftmark, I would say uh, the Green Council. Um, you know, I think that's 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 when uh, Aemon has to track track down Otto. Uh, Otto gathers the great houses, and that kind of takes me back because we always said like this show isn't Game of Thrones, but like this that episode gave me Game of Thrones vibes, like calling the houses like Cersei and the Lancer trying to figure out uh, uh, you know, who you lie with and where your allegiances are. And I don't know. I, I enjoyed that episode. Okay.
1: Very nice. Peak, Very yeah, nice. Peak,
0: peak scheming. Peak scheming right peak there. Scheming. All right. My episode of this season is actually episode eight. It's right after Driftmark, obviously. For the time. that's also my best moment. Um, Viserys' long walk. From the throne from the throne room. Because this was Viserys' last stand, you know, and you know, there, it was like a running joke. Everybody's like, oh man, how Viserys still alive, how Viserys still alive. But him being alive was really like the last he was like the last, you know, breath of the Targaryen dynasty as it was known. You know what I'm saying? Viserys' life was really holding everything in balance. And so, when he does this last stand to kind of um, keep his family together, you know, he's walking down the throne room, like, we see this man looks like horrible, drops his crown, and, and get, who's there to pick it up? Come on, somebody. Hey, man, Damon, Why, bro. You dropped your crown. Little bro, little bro Damon, right there. <laughs> Come on, don't let me start preaching in this motherfucker. <laughs> Episode eight was just, was beautiful on all accounts. We got the first kind of real Game of Thrones, just like complete surprise death with Veyman getting his head sliced off by Damon. Hey, after that, amazing
1: bastard! Hey, Nigga put it. Hey, his heart and soul into that. Whoa, shit. What do you think
0: was going to happen? Hey, hey, man, he, he said like, he could
1: keep his tongue. Uh, he knew he it. He went out in a blade of,
0: in a blaze of glory, man. So it's it's yeah, just no, like man. so. No, so that's I, I, not my best episode, but honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to give an honorable mention to episode one because that's what really restored the feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like they had to knock that one out of the park. That was the one that had to be a hit and God damn it. It was. Hey, honorable mention to
1: side character, Emma Aaron for that. Uh, Aaron, Emma, I was like, Emma Aaron, she, she really stole a show that app with such a, like a minor role. I think one of the best dragon best. Yeah. The Heirs of the Dragon, one of the best minor, you know, minor characters in the show. And she did that all in, in maybe like five to seven minutes of screen time, you know? So I thought, I thought that was a good one. My honorable mention though, goes to, um, what was it? It was episode five. We light the way. That's -hmm. the, that's the, the wedding of, um, Rhaenyra and Laenor and I just thought that was another pivotal moment in the show. Oh, that was yeah. in like the pre-time where the you know you started to see the divide and you started to see houses aligning and it, like I said, it just growing to be outside and bigger of like the two girls not really fucking with each, each well, other here's anymore. The, here's, the, uh,
2: here's the synopsis: yeah. Damon visits his wife in the Vale. Viserys and Rhaenyra broker agreements with the Valarians, Allison seeks the truth about the princes.
0: Yeah,
2: rate point nine on IMDb. So, Alison yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. pops up in her in her green dress and it's like, oh, oh yeah, and it takes yeah. And it takes she takes her own long
1: walk, oh, interrupting.
0: interrupting um, Cole. Cole.
1: Yeah, I was like, yep, gets yeah. his face bashed in. It's like I feel like that was you know you kind of started to see. You know the just the splintering of the of the people in that in that council. You know everybody's kind of scheming and shit before that, but that's really when you start to see the cracks start to show. And then that's what I said in drift mark is when it like fully becomes where the you can no longer you know heal this. It is completely broken. I, I do so, agree
2: with you, KP, because uh, I know like the next thing we're moving on to is best moment. I mean, again, you guys kind of both beat me to the punch again uh, because yeah when. When Viserys walked into that throne room, looking decrepit and pretty much like a corpse, like that, he it's like he had to do that. Like and yeah. the, just the state that that he was in, how emotional, like because I feel like we don't get too many like emotional scenes like like that in Game of Thrones. But it's like, damn, they fired on all cylinders because that scene, um, Damon picking his throne up, his brother having his back that whole scene kind of made i think Viserys' death even harder to take cuz it was like cuz you know cuz he like the whole time like we we'd make fun of Viserys like he's a weak king yada yada but in the grand scheme of things just like as a person still the best king that could have ever sat the iron throne just just based on that so just yeah. that whole scene and then obviously him coming to his daughter's defense as well as Damon coming to his wife's defense at that point is like I, I'll have your tongue, and it's just like, don't worry, don't worry, bro. I,
0: <laughs> I'm a step ahead of you, so yeah. That was just Viserys the peaceful man. Fact. Viserys the peaceful. Oh, rest in peace, and that's a good segue into the next uh, topic: the MVP of the season. You know, my MVP was definitely Viserys. You know, he's like Ooh. Mike was saying; he's the emotional backbone of the whole show. Like, he's literally the only person, only character in the show that's acting with. Like, in the interest of other people that aren't himself. He's acting, like, with emotion. He's not trying to game anything. He's like, okay, this is what's best for me and my family and their continued excellence. He's looking to the future. Everyone else is just out for themselves. Mm -hmm. It's like a den of vipers. Like, even his own daughter, you know? And, like, and like it's crazy how everyone's trying to take advantage of this guy. And we're like, oh. You understand? Yeah, like, oh, Viserys—he uh, need to die. Like, oh, he's weak. He's weak. He's just the only kind of actual human on the show. Like, if Viserys is not there, it's just like it's obsession. Yeah. Hey, Pat, <laughs> hey, Pack Pack Watch was out on that nigga
1: from ep One. Though I was, I was watching Pat. I was like, Episode One. I was like, this nigga ain't making it to <laughs> Episode Three. I was, but Patty Constantine fucking played his ass off in there. Yeah. So that that shit was. Insane, like. But oh, I, I, got.
2: I'm, I'm surprised. Go I'm, I'm surprised you actually had Viserys as MVP. Because I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm a Viserys fan, and what you know doesn't matter. But I, let me know what you think about this: most valuable player being Otto High Tower.
0: <laughs> Otto,
1: fuck Otto.
0: Fuck <laughs> yeah, me Otto. I, the logic. Yeah. I mean, fuck him. But I see the fuck, logic. Fuck
2: because his plotting and scheming, he. He managed to get to his goal by the last episode of the season. Everything he did was to get to that point to crown uh, his daughter's son as king. He was able to actually go through with that, and now the realm sees his his grandson as king, which was his grand plan. So no matter no matter how we look at it, he's the only one who actually achieved a attainable goal and knocked it out the
0: park. Yeah, he
1: did. He did it. Fuck that guy. But fuck that guy. Y'all niggas niggas missing the real main character of this show, man. What time is it, man? (laughs) It's it's Dame time, bro. It's (laughs) Dame time, man. David Targan is the MVP hands down, man. He has so many crazy moments. Talk about a nigga that can be kicked but never down. That nigga got banished what? two, three times in the series. <laughs> Always came back on a, yeah. on a blaze glory, bro. He went out to the to he the stepstone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He went, hey, come back man of the year, multiple times. Like he got kicked, he got banished, went out to the step and went and sauced it up there. Came back king of the narrow sea, presented the crown of Viserys and is welcome back in. Gets banished again after that. Comes back at the wedding after killing his wife. Somehow lucks up into a marriage with um with uh lena lena valerian and then off that marriage lux up into a marriage with ranira like and, like this nigga has this nigga fails upwards is yeah. all what i'm saying bro. like he cannot be knocked down he's always coming in you get to see him in his bag multiple
0: times throughout the show and i just think damon really 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 you know helped to carry this this season for sure for sure because damon he was that he was that loose cannon you know, like you never knew what he was like, what his motives were, what his intentions were. He might goddamn lash out and fake surrender and solo 20 niggas. He might take a nigga's head off, you know, like he might <laughs> well, goddamn, get the fucking, I mean, what they call it. Castrate the gold all gold gold. the
1: poor niggas. Right. Yeah, they the go to the, the gold clubs and clubs just and start castrating them. and murdering <laughs> me? He said, "Me, nigga, me. What did I do?" <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah he's, he was a little wild, um, but I I I can I see why you say that. He did have obviously the best fight scenes. He was, you know, the one that other than Otto, I would say like he's the only one who was
1: like Teflon. Like he like no matter what he did, he was he was coming back. So yeah. And Otto was really sliming that nigga out. This nigga was saying he was a Magor. Like, no, nigga, he was not Magor. Like, chill out. Chill out, bro. He's he's crazy, but he's not that crazy.
0: Man. Come <laughs> that on.
2: Nigga. You never know, man. Targaryen's be flipping, so
0: I, I I I can see why. Facts. You never know. You really don't. All right. Least valuable player. We did MVP and give me the LVP. That nigga Lainor. <laughs> chill.
1: <laughs> oh, we was We was caping for Lanard for like That's an episode, bro. After hey, after hey. episode three, was sea smoke and everything. Lanard kind of riding around, fucking shit up.
0: Yeah, I might have to switch mine because he's definitely far and away the LVP. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, no, I got. i, I, I got the bum, hey, yeah. man. I, I don't.
2: I don't want to say anything, but like. He was useless, man. Like he had so much hope, he had so much hype. He was like a five-star recruit, Affleck All or McDonald's
0: All-American, committed to to Chapel Hill, and he just comes in the bus. Yeah, he's <laughs> he just a legacy. He's he just a legacy living off his his father. This nigga Anthony Bennett, then. <laughs> oh, it was it was bad Greg to see. It oh, was hella disappointing. <laughs>
1: Hey, man, I got someone, I got someone to beat y'all, bro. Also in the Valerian house, Vaymond, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga Veyman was even more unconsequential than Lano. <laughs> hey, he really hey, was on. unconsequential as fuck. He came in. Look, man, I knew he was asked because he got dunked on by Lenore. Niggas said chief. All you've been, uncle, is chief of complaints at this war council. Like, get some do some shit. I was like, damn, how you get dunked on by a 16 year old in the war council or whatever? (laughs) Trying to trying to start a mutiny. Bro, and then he tried to steal his brother's throne while his brother not even dead yet, bro. Like, come on, chill out. Got his head chopped off, like, like Vayman LVP, bro. I was like, hate to hate to do damn. it to the black niggas on the show. But <laughs> hey, it's not hey, Vayman, Dante. like it's he got you. dunked on
2: by Lanor. Hey, it's not you, Dante. I think we got to have a a, ser- a serious conversation on why they just they legit just dunked on all the black people in, in House of the Dragon. Yeah, we, we had so much hype coming in, and it's like, damn, he got done dirty. Damn, she got done dirty. Damn, he got done dirty.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so Corliss, you know, he's still kicking. Um, Lanor, uh, at least he got to survive. You know, he was useless, but, you know, he did. He did. Goddamn, Nice.
2: We got a useless nigga living out there somewhere.
0: <laughs>
1: got a thing. Hey, what if they retcon that nigga back in? I see smoke, man. They need uh, dragon riders. You can't
2: retcon, man. No retcons.
0: They didn't I'm
1: already change some please cannon please. or whatever. <laughs> nah, that nigga going and, and living his life in bravos with Carl, bro. Carl with <laughs> a Carl, a Q. That's nasty business. That's nasty business. That's the
2: most. That's like an actual name. Like, why is that in House of the Dragon?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's, uh, that's that's Ryan over there. <laughs> Great. all right um so best performance this is like acting performance it doesn't matter what you think about the character just like you was really like really wild or blown away by what they did on the screen
2: uh, it has to be big patty man
0: yeah
2: yeah too i uh, when i think of house of the dragon the first at least the first season the the, the person i think about is king viserys and just how he was able to, first of all, like we talked about before, humanize a Targaryen, hum, humanize a king, and like make like make you feel like you you want him to succeed. You don't want you don't want anything bad to happen to this dude. So like he and he like encompasses that character. And yeah,
1: good, I thought, good, good good dude, not a great king though.
2: Yeah, but we're talking about just the performance, the acting yeah. performance that he put behind being king of yeah. Oh yeah, Yeah. he put his
0: his whole soul into that.
2: Because I didn't know, I I didn't didn't even
0: even heard of him to this into this show. Be honest. Yeah, like he was in Peaky blinders, but I didn't really take nothing. Who was
1: he in Peaky blinders?
0: Yeah, he was that priest that was um, fucked up. Oh, oh, yeah! I know
1: who you're talking about. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Okay. But I mean, George straight out came and like came out and said that Patty. He was like, "Bro, you did King Viserys better than I could have even imagined." Like that's some yeah, high praise like, the creator of this universe says, "Hey, you brought that role life. You brought that role to life better than I could have imagined." I say all that to say. I still got somebody else picked for best performance. Hey, me too. Me too. <laughs> like, Patty, Patty is a great pick. Not mad at it. Just don't 100% agree. I got to give the best performance to that nigga Damon, bro. Like, that <laughs> nigga, like, again, I'm, I'm consistent. I'm going with, you know, I'm consistent with my MVP. I also think he had, he that nigga Matt Smith was in his acting bag this season, man. Just the small little facial expressions he would make, you could see kind of how unhinged or, you know, whether or not he was going to – you couldn't really tell whether or not he was going to go one way or another. He always kind of kept you on your toes. And I think him soloing all them niggas in the crab feeder, like that was really when you – You got to see him like be in his bag for real. You got to see him do some crazy things, but I think that was when you was like, "Oh shit!" Like this nigga's actually him. That's why people are afraid of him and scared of him and everything like that. And I thought Matt
0: Smith did a great job. You know, Matt Smith did a whole lot and said not much at all. Like he would, he would have like whole scenes where he's not saying anything. It's just like an expression or like a face or a reaction and just
1: post it up leaning on the wall when Driftmark and everything is happening and then he would just step in and like hold Kristen Cole like one hand to that nigga like chill out nigga
0: yeah yeah that was great All right, so mine um it's kinda like it's kinda two but um I'm gonna show some love to uh the female character I'm gonna go with uh Millie Alcock and Emma Darcy man because we haven't even shown any love to the main character of the show yet in this pod, and the way they I gave were able- him best moment, I gave him best moment. Oh yeah, true. But <laughs> the way they were able to play the same character and like it felt like the same person, like we watched Millie Alcott be the young version of Rhaenyra. And it just made so much sense when Emma Darcy picked it back up. And He was like, "Oh yeah, we literally saw this person go through this, go through this, go through this, and this is why she's acting like this, this, and this now." And so, just like the fact that they were just like really treacherous twins on that shit, man. They really, they really like oh, yeah. were the same person. And so, I thought that was so dope. And Rhaenyra is probably my favorite character in the show, so I had to show some love to. Oh yeah.
1: Renee, no, Rainier did great, bro, and I love. And that's that's not an easy thing to do is to have two different characters in the exact same, or two different actors play the same character in the same season, and mm-hmm. for you to feel like there really was not like a disconnect. They didn't play them differently. Like that's that is hard. Yeah, that's to impressive do. on a whole different
2: scope of things. Just the fact yeah. that they were that in tune. I mean, Rhaenyra is probably, or at least Millie Alcock, I think, was my favorite actress in the whole thing. But I, it was hard for me to try to give her that when she's only in half the shows. And it, but I, I definitely understand that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it it's easier
1: that. to give it to Viserys and Damien because they were a part of like all the the whole part of the season. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't have any actress switches or whatever. So it's like, damn, I could really give like, you know, them. It's kind of like you got to give it to two actors. Actresses because yeah. they, they split during the season. But I think they did exceptional and it really didn't.
0: No, they both Emma, it Millie's so job is especially tough because Emma Darcy was cast first, so Millie's acting like someone that's acting like someone else. So Damn. Um, that's a mind fuck. Yeah, it's just super I tough. didn't even
1: yeah, I didn't even realize they cast um Emma Darcy first. Sheesh. Yep. That's so, crazy.
0: Since uh we just talked about a little time jumpy jump. Do you prefer uh pre-time jump Hot D or post-time jump Hot D? I mean,
2: I like them both. I, I know people were, were, sick of, were sick of the time jumps and all that, but, I mean, the way the whole season came together, it was perfect. But what do you mean, which time jump? Were there three? Big one. Well, no, 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 but basically just the actor switch. Like, okay. before well, I actor like, switch I like, and after actor switch. Although I enjoyed the younger actors, and how they performed and all that it, it didn't, it didn't turn up to what it needed to be turned up to until the grownups came. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm post-time jump, but I do, I enjoy the post, the post-time jump. I don't think could be as good without the pre-time jump laying the groundwork and being what oh, yeah. it needs to be. So
1: yeah, it's, it's hard to do that. Right. It's hard to say which one is better because the pre-time jump thing is all they're doing is setting the table. Right. Like, so you know it, but the, it's, it's like, it's hard for the, us to say like pre is better because it's just a prequel to what's going to count. Like, there's not as much weight to every
0: episode, right? This Mm -hmm. is just filler and backstory that we're looking at here. Pre-Time Jump, the cast was way smaller. We were only in like one or two places. We were either in King's Landing or it was like a little flash over the the Stepstones. So Mm -hmm. it was just like a much more contained show, but... That being said, it was still crack week in week out. Yeah, it was it was amazingly done. uh, I really Millie Millie
1: was in her fucking bag. Like I don't mention to her for like you said as a as a crazy performance. I enjoyed Millie a lot as like as a high school. Like, you know, like the crazy thing is, like, she just got pulled off the street. Like, I don't even think she had any, like, big, big acting roles before this. She got to get them on now. I was like, yeah, she was in. I was like, when we listened to, like, the official Game of Thrones pod and they did the interview with her, it's like she's a high school dropout from, like, a performing arts, you know, high school or whatever. And, and uh, you know, just going into this and getting this major role. And it's like crazy that she, you know, was
0: able to do that. Yeah, like acting wise, like I'm not trying to compare the characters of Renira and to these other ladies. But acting wise, I think Millie Alcock is better than Maisie Williams was. And um, yeah, Turner
1: was. <laughs> and better than Sophie and then better than Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner well.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, I would say that even even like later season of Game of Thrones. You mean like is in general from like Macy Williams and oh, yeah. Sophie Turner all the way through Game of Thrones?
0: Yeah, versus, yeah, they're at like similar ages. Yeah, I would definitely like, give it to playing like a, a little kid. Yeah. They're both I was like, yeah, they're both playing kids although, and everything. I think although, I think
2: yeah. Although Sansa and Arya really didn't need to be in that type of dramatic bag. I mean, Sansa's always just crying and being distraught and Arya was just like running That's around to help him. Yeah. So yeah, like,
1: I mean, they were, like, side characters for a while, and then they grew into main characters and whatnot, and they got a lot more, like, growth and stuff going on in the show. Yeah, and, and really definitely. I way. think it, in five eps, like, Millie, you know, made us feel for her way. Like, it, it's just crazy the, the way she did, and I think that was... You know, expertly done, but still, just got to give it to Post Man. It's hard to give it. They, there's just not the same emotional weight. Like they don't have a drift mark episode, right? The closest thing they get is the very last episode yeah. when Allison does and her the
0: wedding. Role. Yeah, was like,
1: it's like the wedding. But you know, the other episodes before that just don't have like the weight and the backing and like yeah, the I mean. full, the full like repercussions of what's to come. It's like okay, that is like it's necessary backstory to tell. Mm-hmm. And like you said, let the let the grown-ups come and yeah, it was a lot of like
0: small council and just like pleasantries and like introducing like the houses that are relevant at the time. So you got to go post time. something. you got to go,
1: but a lot of people like that though. It's, the- ne- it's necessary. It's necessary. necessary. That's, That's what's cool. Like,
2: intricities of the universe. And like the little small talk like that, like hearing like uh, who, who's Lord Beesbury or who the, you know, who are these, smaller vassal houses that probably end up growing into better houses by the time we get to game of Thrones and just how they like, I don't know. It's just like different because now we're seeing at that time, the same thing we would see with, the Baratheon or the Lannisters, we're seeing that actually with like the dynasty and like where
1: they got it all from. So mm-hmm. it's cool to
2: like you know see I think, like that. I yeah. mean,
1: isn't that a, like a large part of the reason why people love Game of Thrones though? Is because yeah. of like that that detail, the the intricacies, and you just feel like you know even if like something a ton of stuff isn't really happening, you feel like the tension and the drama and, and everything that's going on there, even without like a ton happening. So and I think they they really leaned into that on the pre, you know the pre
0: um, part of the show of the yeah. season. They, they knew they knew that we wanted that that old feeling back, that old vintage Game of Thrones feeling back. Yeah, so they gave us that, but with you know twist with like the season eight level budget. So that's yeah, so, exactly. That's All right. right. What do we want to see more of in season two? What do we want to see less of? I'll, I'll actually start this one. All right, go go ahead. I want to see, you know, we were talking about the pacing and the time jumps and all that stuff. I want to see House of the Dragon get into that that Game of Thrones rhythm where we start off with some heat They give us the problem or they send some people out then we you know we just slowly meandering along this little story and then they give us that episode nine and then they leave us to pick up the the pieces intent house of the dragon season one and it's just because of the nature of the story and how they had to tell it it was just like Every episode would just boom, 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 like bangers, just hitting you in the head. Like I didn't even have no time to really process or really like dig in and feel like I was like settling in to like a particular, um, just like uh, setting or sequence. You know what I'm saying? Like when Arya and the Hound are on the road, like you feel like you are taking that journey with them. You're like, yeah, shit. Oh, we're back like, in for a minute. Like, in the Riverlands. <laughs> oh man. You know, you really like you really there with them. And so House of the Dragon didn't really give us that opportunity. But I think in season two, with like people traveling and like the war kind of getting started and like really like becoming a mainstay in the story, I think we're gonna get some time to like really hang out with these characters a bit more, learn more about them, see how they interact to new people that we haven't seen yet, and really just kind of like get into into that groove that we got into in, like, seasons two, three.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, it was the, you know the, the pacing – oh, go ahead. Okay. I, was, I was saying, like, yeah, the pacing it, it like, they had to go at light speed, and I feel like they – want like you know this is kind of like a highlight reel it's a sizzle reel you know it's that house of hoops you putting together a mixtape kind of shit they trying to get they trying to get noticed they trying to draw in viewers they're trying to buy in attention they're trying to get to the meat of what they want to talk about as quick as possible by telling you like the key things that you need to know that was most of the season but it's not like you're Traveling along with the team, watching a team on regular season games, like you just getting you just getting the highlight reel. And now hopefully we can get into that more um, with the with the next season, because, I mean, is the dance is only like two years. Right. Mm -hmm. I was like, so this this is the people that's going on. And this is and this, you know, this show is primarily focused on the dance of dragons. So it's like,
2: yeah, no, no, it's just like, like the nature of the show and where we're starting it off, because. No, george actually wanted to start this show back uh when king Jaharris was still king so you know sure. it's it's like the, the pacing wasn't and the reason they every show had to be bangers which i'm, I'm not mad at wow. that's why every one of them had to be like an eight out of ten just because all right we got to catch these fans up on the you know the signs of the time the major things happening in you know a three-year period five-year period because we can't like you say you can't take that journey so um like like that's what you kind of described like with Hound and Arya, you know, we felt like we were traveling with them from you know, King's Landing all the way to Winterfells because we legit had to. We watched them leave season, episode one, and, and get there by episode eight. So I think, like you said, just because now we're finally getting going to be getting to that Thrones groove, it's going to be, all right, there's going to be the problem. We got four main characters traveling. We're going to experience what they go through to somehow episode eight, it all hits them together. And then we pick up the pieces, like you said. So I think naturally just how the story is going to be told. We're going to get to that.
0: Yeah.
1: Hopefully. And they did have a, they did even include Jaharis. his old, like his, that, that big Mm -hmm. council meeting at Heron Hall or whatever. Like that was a, that was honestly the, that was what, like the cold opening to the show was that Mm -hmm. they didn't even do an intro. I think they wanted to do like a couple episodes with him or even. That would have been, yeah, that would have been, I don't know, like, I don't know if that's, you know, necessary to the show, because like you said, a lot of those players end up dying off. I think the way they did it was was efficient. And, you know, we got what we needed to know from that.
2: Well, I'll I'll tell you what I would love to see more of. I want to see more of Westeros and strongholds and castles and the small folk. Yeah, I fuck with the small folk. I want to see what's going on with them. What are they thinking? (laughs) You know what I mean? You know it does affect them because just this season, again, like we said, just the nature of the story. I felt like we only saw Dragonstone and and King uh, King's Landing. I feel like, I mean, yeah, we we got to see Storms in that was dope. Finally, got to see them, but it's like we barely got to see. Um, uh, Room we got Stone. a taste
1: of of Driftmark, right? But yeah, yeah,
2: like- a taste of Driftmark. I wish we could have seen yeah. Drift, more Driftmark, but it was like really the main the crux of the story was in Dragonstone and King's Landing. So I hope we're able to explore Driftmark for longer periods. We explore even Harrenhal or these other, these other
0: strongholds. So, Yeah. I will say small folk, Cool peasants, ass. Yeah, fuck <laughs> ass.
1: yeah, but, yeah. Small, <laughs> oh, cool, fuck, small fuck yeah, yeah. Maybe
0: the peasants of King's Landing. The, the peasants yeah.
1: of King. The, King the peasants of King's Landing are horrible, bro. The, the worst, worst. Of the worst. The yeah. worst of the worst. Niggas have a child cockfighting ring. Like, come on, bro. They're they're horrible, bro. Yeah. Not them.
2: I mean, but like I mean, like the small folk, like showing
1: like, at like, River
2: Run or some yeah, shit.
1: No, I got to work in the city. Yeah, those <laughs> people. That would be that'll be cool to branch out because they mentioned so many different places in this show. Like there was a lot of times where I was going to maps and like, where the fuck are these houses located? Because they're new to to Game of Thrones. Like, you know, it's 200 years um, in the past. So it's like not all of those houses still exist or like aren't existing in the same strength that they were then so I think being able to really dive deep into the world a little more not necessarily like always repeating the places that we've been we've seen river run we've seen winterfell but like we only saw like casterly Rock like once in in thrones Mm -hmm. imagine imagine seeing that more spending some more time in Dorne, spending some time in the in the stormlands and shit like I think stuff like that would be really cool to see. So I agree with you there on that. But my biggest thing that I'm looking forward to see is just action. I think we're gonna get like you know multiple battle apps a season. Like we're gonna see more dragon fights. Hopefully, they're dragon fights in the daytime as opposed to the nighttime. <laughs> um, like like we saw in the one dragon fight that we had previously. But we're just gonna, I think it's gonna be like we might average like three battle apps a season, and that would be fucking insane. Like just being able to see those major set pieces because I think people when they think Thrones a lot they think those major battle sequences and set pieces. Getting more of those and multiple of those per season because we are fighting like a full scale
0: huge war. Yeah, I think it will be crazy to see. Yeah, man, we about to we about to witness some shit, man. I really are. (laughs) Almost forgot just because like we haven't talked about it in a while, but. Now that we're talking about it, it's just yeah. We about to witness some shit, nigga. Some shit. I mean, yeah,
1: pieces, pieces off the table, bro. You kill her favorite son, and now pieces yeah. off the table. Like
0: Luke right, was low-key her favorite son, bro. Yeah, hold on, man. Honorable mention, episode 10 was really that shit, bro. Episode 10 People was talk really about weird. that shit, but nah, like they they really went there, bro. Like Vagar at Storm's End. Nigga, that shit was so fucking scary, bro. That shit looked like Godzilla, bro. Godzilla, is? <laughs> this is a giant dinosaur doing outside your castle. <laughs> like I said,
1: niggas was that. making the, the meme edits. They said, "Shit, a nigga <laughs> like me would have threw that letter in <laughs> and rewinded back up."
0: ever like... saw that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, turning around at the end, bro. Bro, Damon choked Damon choke the bitch, bro. <laughs> he really did choke her out. He's like, Why are you trying to be peaceful? These people
1: stole your shit. We're... I was like,
0: Yo, did y'all man. see the uh, the deleted scene um, with um, Bela and um I did see a snippet of where she's like telling her, She's
1: like, Well, I'm going to fight with them. Like, right? And yeah. she's trying to urge her. And she's like, Oh, you remind me of your mother. Oh, yeah, I saw that.
0: Yeah. 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 Hey, Nate. Actually, what I want to see more of in season two. I wanna see niggas winning, man. Put Baylor on there. (laughs) Let's see (laughs) Facts, put niggas
1: put niggas winning,
0: bro. <laughs> I need I need house Bellarion back up, bro, bro, <laughs> You Know what happens to them. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't just tell us you can't just tell us niggas is up. I need to see niggas being up. <laughs> to, yeah, we need to see they we need to they do to need to get some
1: they need to tell get me. some more wins. Like we I was like, <laughs> we know they're not a lot around in Game of Thrones, so clearly this conflict doesn't end well for them, but we <laughs> need to at least see them get a couple wins. They can't just yeah. go oh oh and
0: 82 guy. Facts, though. Facts. All right, then. So, moment of truth. I need a final rating of House of the Dragon season one, and I need to know how it compares to Game of Thrones season one. Oh, Wants we'll to be bold. Well, stuff. let me. I'm just
2: like I said I'm on IMDb right now, looking at the ratings, and none of these episodes got lower than an eight point five. No, what well, Princess and the Queen got eight, but all these episodes were at least an eight or nine, rated by hundreds and thousands of people. So comparatively, obviously, season one is way better than season one of Game of Thrones. Uh, House of Dragons is better than Game of Thrones, but it's just like they're just meant to do two types of, th- type of things because Game of Thrones, first season of Game of Thrones got me like, oh shit, this gotta be dope. Like, mm-hmm. I, it had me hooked like, I gotta see more. Like, House of the Dragon season one was like, all right, let's see, let's see if they still got it. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just a, a different way of looking at it. So I I would rank season one of House of the Dragon probably an 8.8 or 8.9 out of 10. I mean, like you said, every episode was just like crap that shit was hidden every hour and 12 runtime whatever it was that shit was like all right i need more so mm-hmm. yeah i would probably rank season one of the game of thrones like a
1: like an 8, eight 8.4 you know what i mean so <laughs> i gotta give this this shit like a 9.3 to me bro like there's no there's vi- like i can't really think of episodes that were worse than a nine on- That's why I got to give it like, you know, and then there there were definitely episodes where it was a clear damn near 10 on that. So it's like, yeah, this is this is, you know, on the on the low nine, nine point three kind of range for me, because it was just like you said, they had to go so quick and they had to hit banger after banger after banger it's hard to compare that to the first season of game of thrones where it's just it is that more slow burn effect that really gets you but and then you get the shock and awe moment but we also get the shock and awe moment here like we get a major beheading in episode eight here on in addition to the other bangers that we already saw before and after that so it's like i gotta i gotta go with that one and i thought it was like you know low nines like damn near perfect season type shit it, it was in terms of what cool. the, the goals that the goals they needed to accomplish. That's why I'm saying it's it's like low nines, you know. The reason yeah, the reason, uh, I, the reason okay. I couldn't
2: sorry I just want to add it to Dante. The reason I can't say it was like like a nine or like that because the thing about it, Game of Thrones perfect episodes were like Battle of Bastards, Wins the Winter. Those were just like you know what I mean. Peak. They had they were like that the whole episode runtime though. They were like you yeah. know, one or two where it's like all right we got like ten minutes of like all right this shit reminds me of. This is yeah. a perfect episode. So that's why I was like, but it's like, even that's enough. I was like, yeah, you I mean, it's still a, almost a nine. I mean, it's hard to get a, a nine
1: out of 10, I feel like, for any
2: season of uh,
1: television. I got you. I feel, yeah, I can I can see you on that because it was like moments of the show, but the uh, moments of the episode, but it wasn't like the
0: full 60 minutes had you sitting on the edge of your seat. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But at the same time, this is a different show, you know? I'm with Dante. I'm going 9.1 just because just knowing like what they had to do to pull this off. Like they said Game of Thrones was like unadaptable or unfilmable. But like these niggas really put like 35 years into one season. They subbed actors halfway through. They jumped time. We missed a whole lot of time with these characters. And somehow, some way, with all this shit stacked against us, that shit was still amazing, bro. Yeah, it like a dog story. Like this is something yeah. that nobody was really familiar with. There wasn't hella people that had read Fire and Blood. Like this is, and then coming back from what people think is like one of the biggest failures in a finale ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's what yeah. people think—that's like, what people think of they had, like, people was really not fucking with her, bro. Like, yeah. they were really not trying to fuck with House of the Dragon. But they really made it undeniable. And so, like, that shit was just such a hard job to do, so hard to pull off. And they did it with flying colors. So that shit just has to be a 9 for me. Because the only way they could have made it better is if the shit was just like 10 seasons long. <laughs> yeah,
1: if it was just like, yeah, if it was just like slower where you got every single single, yeah. single moment, hey, right. And it's you. like, nobody got, nobody got time for that. Right. Yeah. So, and, then I, at, yeah.
0: and then when you look at fucking fire and blood, there's no details in it. It's, it's literally just like this happened, this happened and this happened and this happened. There is no characterization at all. Like they had to really come up with these characters from thin air. Like, fucking well, Hightower, Emily Carey made up her own backstory about how her mom died because that's just not in the fucking book Al- out Hightower's mom don't even exist you don't even have a fucking name damn <laughs> come up with that shit off the fly because like that's how sparse the text is so like this shit was really like a miracle Shout out Man, to Ryan
1: Condal. Ryan Condal right. and, Sp- and Miguel a Crazy show.
2: Just the fact that they were, how they were able to adapt, like, yeah, we get, it's like, cause you know, House of the Dragon, it was kind of written like a history book. It's kind of just gives you facts of what happened and speculation, especially speculation of what might happen. So the fact that they were able to bring characters to life, give them their own distinct, you know, subtleties. And even with the dragons, the fact that they were able to give dragons their own unique character, and able to adapt that from a text that pretty much you know had nothing, none of that in it, and to knock for knock out the park, it, it is something special, which makes, you know, my first thing saying, first thing I said, like what a time we live in, the fact that we're able to even do this, and hopefully
0: continue it for multiple, multiple years. Fact, like season one, like I, I've said this a couple of times, but season one was like the crown with dragons, so I'm hoping like season two. As much as I love the crown with dragons, I'm hoping to get, <laughs> get back to like Game of Thrones with like but with more dragons. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones with the more The crown is fine, but like it's not <laughs> Game of Thrones, so I got you. Hey well, you heard it here first, man. You heard it here first. House of the Dragon, Season One. Nines across the board, except for Mike. AKA Simon Cowell with the 8.9. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta earn it. You gotta earn it. You gotta earn it, Mike. Any, any last remarks, man? Nope. I can't wait for season two. We got a whole nother year. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go back to Winterfell, man. If you're still listening, we love you. Have a happy new year. Uh, happy holidays, all that stuff. Uh, until next time, it's KP. Mikey Dimes. DY. Keep on watching and keep on hanging. Peace. Peace.